Hi everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now many of you listening probably have been compensating for times when you've had to work more remotely or virtually with maybe even more communication, whether that's in back-to-back video calls like a Zoom call or in all-day team chats with the expectation that people in the team have to respond to messages as quickly as possible. And uh, it's completely understandable why you'd want to do this. You know, you've got anxious finance leaders who want to make sure that the pace of work doesn't slow, you know, to keep the momentum going and stuff. And you've got, on the other hand, uh, anxious finance team members who want to prove that they're at work and not taking advantage of any situations to slack off uh, remotely. But unfortunately, in effect, this tethering of remote team members to various communication tools actually undermines their ability to get things done. And instead of trying to create uh, the real-time interactions of the office, um, you know, virtually, it, finance team leaders and managers should be doing what remote companies have been doing for years, and that's embracing something called asynchronous communication. I mean, simply put, what we should be trying to do now is, is getting out of sync and finance. It's not really about expecting an immediate response when you yourself send an email or an instant message. For example, when you send an email, I open and I respond to that email several hours later. That's probably what we should be looking for, as opposed to the synchronous or real-time communication that we put ourselves in finance and FPA, FPNA in particular on, you know, this sort of reactive support function mentality to be more real-time and serve the business when they ask a question. I mean, this is completely the opposite of being in sync. And I suppose that's why finance has embraced these being in sync communication tools like Zoom meeting and instant messaging apps, because they are recreating that face-to-face communications type expectation. And just uh, some statistics on those instant messaging apps taking the workplace by storm the average slack user sends a reported 200 messages a day though according to one analytics company power users of 1000 messages a day are not the exception so this trend towards near constant communication and being in sync means that the average finance team member must organize their workday around multiple meetings with the time in between spent doing their own work in a half-distracted manner with one eye on email and team chat and messages. I mean, this is a real-time communication overhead. It makes, us, makes it hard for our finance professionals to focus, drains our mental energy, resources, and actually takes us away from doing full meaningful work. You know, you've got the constant interruptions. You've got a feeling you're having to prioritize being connected over being productive you know you're worried you might be missing out on crucial decisions and discussions because you're virtual and you're remote so people start checking their messages several times an hour it leads to lower quality discussions because you feel you have to respond immediately you don't take the time to think through key issues and provide more thoughtful responses uh, you know, any response is better than no response i suppose is the thinking there as long as it's quick um and i don't mind you but I sometimes find it hard to disconnect from work from days like that because it's so easy now to check email, respond to messages at any time of day or night, um, even weekends. So for some people in our profession, uh, we're, we're never fully off the clock.
But there are calmer, more productive ways of working. You can also embrace, like some you know companies that were born virtually or remotely, like Basecamp and Zapier, that you can do that and be consistent with an asynchronous or async communication approach. And it's been refreshing to hear from others in our finance community who've been sharing how they've gotten control to be uh, back, go back to a more calmer, more productive way of working, even be it virtually or remotely. And some of the things that they've been doing is one, they take care of the most important things first. So whether that's spending their first hours in the morning with their kids or taking an hour lunch away from your desk, and people are actually doing this, and it's amazing when you do this sort of A-B testing of the before and after. It's just a conscious decision to deal with these big rocks first, I think some call it. Um, And it takes some of the stress out later in the day when things might get a bit more out of control, you know, when multiple requests are being fired at you and and, um, are drains on your time. At least you've taken care of some of the big things first. So it takes some stress off as well. Similarly, it's important to plan your workloads. You know, a lot of people are tempted to open email first thing in the morning. But, you know, bear with your plan because most people in finance tend to be smart people and know what they need to be working on. So work on those activities first, the ones that deliver the most meaning and impact for your role in your organization. Some call this deep work as opposed to the shallow work you tend to find in a more synced up environment. And um, some some people in finance have been blocking out time in their diaries to prevent meeting from slipping in. Uh, in fact, some teams have gone as far as mandating Zoom-free days. Um, I know I've had some teams in Europe that have done that. So they, they, they've come together to take some of the stress off of actually doing something like that. But of course, if the business reaches out, if there is something truly urgent, then of course, jump on the Zoom call. But it just takes some of the pressure off the team. But they know that the mentality is not to be continually connected. And, you know, part of that is leveraging the collaboration tools like Microsoft Teams or Slack or Trello to communicate on projects. Yes, it's slower, but it's also quite transparent and it works very well in an async environment, uh, particularly if you followed uh, plan, say, um, follow up meetings once a week to check in in progress uh, and gather learnings. And then another one, I suppose, that I've been doing for a while, and again, I encourage you to do, is batching your responses. You know, don't use the extra freedom you've created by getting more control back into your virtual and remote environment to just respond to messages and emails. You know, batch them and said, you know, the work will always be there. So what, you know, so so what if you don't instantaneously respond to that message, even if it is your finance leader or CEO? You know, they'll appreciate the fact. Um, that you're not easily distracted and and will allow you to focus on the important work. You know, and if that's hard for you to, to get your head around, think of it a bit like, you know, um, this would be similar to living your life uh, as if each time you ran low on an item in your kitchen, say you ran out of butter, bread or, or say salt, you know, if you had an instinctive response to drop everything and race at a store every time, time that happened, isn't that a very inefficient waste of your time? Um, isn't that why most people keep shopping lists and try to keep supermarket trips to a minimum because they can easily see the wasted cost of that driving time to the store every time or running to the store just because they crave a, a bag of chocolate sweets or candy? I mean, similarly, you know, we need to put a, a, a sort of more measured thought process behind how we spend our time and, and, uh, and get our productivity back 
by, by limiting the amount of times that we drop everything and switch activities just to satisfy a mental craving to be in the sink and not missing out on those uh, those other discussions and decisions. You know, so don't be, be sucked into that multitasking myth. Um, stick to that one cla- task and, and do it well. So look, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Um, similarly to what we do on the main Thursday interviews is we bring on guest mentors to share their thoughts on what works well for them, what they're learning, their hard-won lessons, particularly where they've, they've made mistakes and how they manage through it so that you can get a, a, a view over the fence, so to say, into maybe what a different way of working looks like so you can go and try it out yourself or, or your teams can go try it out. And ultimately helps you become more influential and have more meaningful careers in accounting and finance. And as always, we really appreciate you tuning in today. So until next time, take care of yourselves and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.